check, check, two, three. Welcome to our live Facebook broadcast here at the Patch Studio in Spencer, West Virginia. And this is Help Desk with Joe, show 51. And with me, as always, Joe and Justin, where we talk technology and all the good things that go into uh, keeping yourself safe and utilizing your technology the best of your abilities and the best of Joe's abilities, really. So. <laughs> Asking a tall order there. That you? is, yeah, it is. So, Joe, show 51. Got a lot on the docket today. Yes. And uh, and Justin, as always, he's cruising trying to find something. Yep. Last minute trying to Last <laughs> minute, find yeah. something to contribute. Yeah. There. Justin's like me. He works better under pressure. Yeah. And at the last minute. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I, I I passed college because I was doing last minute stuff. <laughs> I'm pretty sure a lot of people have been in that situation. I mean, yeah, but this was intentional, though. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're going to start out today talking about Spotify. Yes. I like Spotify. I utilize Spotify all the time. I was going to say, you actually had the paid subscription, right? Do you yeah, have... I think I have the family deal or okay. whatever it is, yeah. So what if I told you for a few dollars more a month, you could get an even higher audio quality? Would that entice you? No. Okay. I could care less. Okay. I usually listen to Spotify like when I'm jogging or something along those lines where I, I mean, I, how could it get better? Well, I mean, so here's the reason I say no is because okay. I got to think that the factors involved with quality would involve A, um, what kind of reception you have and B, what kind of listening device you're listening through because how could it get any better than what my headphones will bring me? Well, that now sense? that that does play a role in it, but your headphones actually play a large role into this. Oh yeah. Well, it plays a big role in it as well. It's kind, of, it's a multi-layer. It's kind of like an onion. It's yeah, a multi-layered. yeah. Well, that, well, that's what I mean. So to get better quality from Spotify, eh, if I'm using cheap earbuds, then does it really matter what quality Spotify is? Yeah, but if you're listening at home on your surround sound or speaker system, yeah, I don't do that. Okay. So probably. Long answer to a very short question. No. But, you know, hey, do your best to sell me. Okay. Here we go. So, if you're a customer of Spotify and when you'd like an even higher quality, higher fidelity audio quality for your music, uh, get ready. It's coming. Ooh. So, the popular music streaming service, Spotify, is going to start offering its Spotify Hi-Fi subscription later this year. Hi-Fi. Man, that's a term from the 70s. Yeah getting hi-fi and it's actually so the music's actually gonna be at cd level quality so it's not gonna be as compressed as a standard mp3 is what you're used to listening to and so it's it is actually one of the most requested features by spotify users the company said during its stream on event on monday what yeah that's the most requested yes the quality yes that, ama that amazes me huh a lot of audio buffs out there yeah, but I mean, what are you really missing? I always thought it was bunk too, Dave, but if you actually do a side-by-side -side comparison, you'd right. be surprised of just what little minor nuances that you miss out on a higher quality stream than a lower quality. Now, here's the funny part to me. So, a couple years ago, got into collecting vinyl albums. Mm -hmm. And what I really like about vinyl is their lack of quality. Because you hear all the static and you hear all the the popses and the yeah, hisses and yep, yep, yep. and uh, and that's vinyl's huge right now. Right, it's making a huge comeback. So at the time when Spotify says people want better quality vinyl, which is probably the poorest quality, is also on the rise. 
Interesting. Just two two different ends of the spectrum. The there. act of like compressing something down though does maybe take away a little bit of something. Now it does. Now here's what I, I do know one fact about albums and vinyl collecting. Uh, a gentleman I ran into in a vinyl store, he was rifling through these you know albums, and they're not called records; they're called albums. By yeah. the way, he, he corrected me on that as well. I'm like, hey, what is a record? And he's like, Well, let's start off by uh, these are albums, and uh, I was like, Okay. But um, one of the things I was like, you know, you, you know your stuff. He's like, yeah. So we started talking about it. And one of the things he told me was that in uh, albums on vinyl, the songs are longer because once they compressed them into CDs, they had to cut out um, parts of the song. So right. somewhere he said, for instance, for every 10 seconds, there's a quarter of a second missing. Right. And then a three minute song that adds up to, you know, X amount of seconds of song just gone. Because when it compresses down, anything similar gets blurred. Right. The same as the photo. So the reason JPEG photos are so popular is because they merge pixels. Right. So it'll take four pixels that are similar and merge them into one pixel. And then uh, and that compresses them, essentially. And that's the compression factor. So he said that you'll hear more of a song on vinyl, and it'll be more accurate. Wow. And that, uh, you know, long songs, like seven-minute songs, are missing a lot. Well, I mean, you know, comparatively. But, right. Uh, and I was like, that's an interesting factor. So I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, hence why now people are saying they want this higher quality for reasons just like this. Yeah. Yeah, because with the record, the little clicks and pops are kind of like, some people, nice, like gives you a, a warm feeling, but the more compressed stuff maybe just feels a little more cold and digital and not yeah. doesn't have that kind of... Raw Analog feel, feel yeah, yeah, that people like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I wonder how much more data you're going to burn up. Oh, oh it'll, be, it'll be a considerable amount. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how how much more data you will use. Now, as far as pricing goes, uh, Spotify promised uh, more details coming soon about which select markets that will get the Hi-Fi service later this year. And it's likely the price of Hi-Fi subscription will be, will be more than the 9.99 Spotify Premium cost right now. Huh. So to give you an idea, uh, you know, you guys know I use Tidal, and they charge, I think it's like 14.99 or 19.99 a month, and all the other services right now that are currently offering uh, Hi-Fi uh, streaming services, they charge at least 14.99 per month. Or more. So why do you use Title? Remind me. I know we talked about it. But because I it came free with my Sprint subscription. Okay. <laughs> now, will you pay for it? Well, Sprint pays for it. No, I mean, all is it? You have it free forever? Yeah. Oh, until okay. I change my plan or whatever. I got you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Never mind then. Yeah, because when Cena and I we signed up for Sprint, one of the the bundle deals was we got Hulu with the the paid Hulu with the commercials plus Title. Yeah. For free. Huh. Now if I want the hi fi <coughs> title, I have to pay for that. So yeah. it's like I'm 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 like you, Dave. I'm yeah. good with what I got. Oh yeah. I mean I don't miss it. I don't care. I'm running anyway. I mean, you know, by the time I run and I can't breathe anyway and I don't go very fast, <laughs> I, the quality of the music really doesn't have any impact. Right, right. I'm just trying to get air into my lungs. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> so uh Justin, do you do what do you use? Um I don't currently have any sort of streaming i mean i've got a youtube subscription so i can use their youtube music if i wanted to but you don't like spotify is free still right 
Yeah, they still have a free. Yeah, tier. free, and you got to do the commercials. Yeah, I can't deal with the commercials, and I don't want to pay. So. Oh jeez. <laughs> how? Can't how, deal with the commercials? No, no way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've done the headphones in while running at times, but then yeah. more often than not, I just don't even feel like messing with it. So I just just put that up. Now for See, you, I'm more podcast than I mean. That's what I stream more than anything, more than uh, music. Yeah. For YouTube music, how big is the li- library? I mean, is there have you is there anything on there that you have not found? No, it's pretty crazy extensive. Even some stuff that I had never heard of and looked into and was on there that huh. obscure stuff from like the '90s and stuff. Nice. Well, from the '90s. Listen yeah. to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy look around look around this wall justin yeah not a whole lot of 90s well i just say how many do you recognize I mean, you know come on <laughs> yeah i might have to have a music spinoff podcast get me educated yeah <laughs> gosh <laughs> 90 listen to this album come back and you've heard of the beastie boys time. right yep yep okay steve earl you know who steve earl is nope oh my gosh really <laughs> You gotta look up Steve Earle, Copperhead Road. All right. His live performance is one of the best I've seen. Putting it on my list. Jeez. <laughs> Steve Earle. Copperhead Road. Got it. Steppenwolf. You know who Steppenwolf is? Werewolf in London? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Janis Joplin? Yep. Okay. Run DMC? Yep. That's 90s for you. Okay. Yeah, Run DMC and Aerosmith. So, Dave, when you uh, run, do you just basically tell Spotify, give me a random song? Just no, I have a playlist I went through. Kale, actually, Kale, my son Kale went through and uh, developed me a playlist. And it's just a workout playlist, and I just play it. I'll play it real low in the background. Yeah, uh, the playlist you can access on Spotify, I'm always impressed with. There's just so many, oh, yeah. so many out there that people... Yeah, they, there's all together. kinds of yeah. playlists. And, and then, like I say, Kel did my own for me because he just went through and said, tell me some of your favorite, and he knew what I like to listen to. So, You're always streaming with it, or do you download to your phone? Uh, it's just stream. Yeah. Yeah, it makes it easy. I like it. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> so, so no buys on the I'm not Spotify paying extra. Hi-Fi. No, gosh, no. Probably, probably wouldn't even work around here unless you're... You know, that's a good point. You'd have to be somewhere that has decent internet. Have internet. Your little booster with you. Right? Yeah. Cell booster. Yeah. Huh. Wonder how long that's going to take to get nationwide. Sounds like they're slowly rolling it out. Yeah, they're slowly, slowly rolling out. So it's funny that you bring it up. And you're talking about 5G, right? Oh, just the Spotify Premium. Oh, the, the Spotify hi-fi. Premium, the okay. Hi-Fi service. Yeah, uh, yeah. They didn't say yet on which markets. I'm going to say the U.S. will be the first, one of the first. Mm-hmm. California, obviously first. Yeah, the probably. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to speculate. It's probably going to go nationwide. It may be, you know, U.S., Europe, and mm-hmm. maybe like China, because those are kind of the three big markets. Mm-hmm. Okay. Huh, huh, huh. Oh, you're thinking it'll go nationwide, pretty much. From yeah, the not like only in certain cities or anything. No, it with this, I think it'll go nationwide, yeah. and then it'll branch out from there. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's usually the the way they work. Now, they could prove me wrong, but <laughs> all data I do have says otherwise. So, so we'll but we'll see. We'll keep I'll keep uh, an eye on this, and we'll see where it takes us.
Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. I guess we'll I'm still amazed that that's Spotify's most requested thing. Yeah. I wonder, though, if that's just because they're pretty daggone good. And if you're going to, you know what I mean? Like, people are like, tell us what we can do better. And it's got to be something. And they're like, yeah. man, all right, improve quality then. Just because that's, you know, what else would you improve? Right. Well, Tidal's had it for a couple of years. Amazon has it. They've had it for at least a year or two. So then so, it must be viable. Yes. So, I mean, for Spotify... To jump on board and say, yeah, we're going to do it too. There must be some kind of money in there somewhere. Yeah, there's just a number of people out there that are, they have the speakers that could be playing at a higher quality rate and they're kind of frustrated that the app itself is the bottleneck there and limiting. You know, it's like, I spent all this money on these speakers and yeah. they're not really getting <laughs> yeah, yeah, high been, quality. Yeah, it's been $500 to $1,000 yeah. or more on a home theater system and I'm listening to low quality <laughs> music. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, Spotify. What's it called again? Just Wi-Fi. Uh, Spotify Hi-Fi. Hi-Fi. Yeah. High fidelity subscription. All right. Yes. For everybody out there using Spotify, you want to ramp it up a notch. Yep. Pay, it's coming. Pay more money. Yeah. Coming it's soon. Huh. Interesting. Okay. All right. And then, uh, I forget what the second one was. T-Mobile. T-Mobile. Gosh. Yes. yes. Okay. Tell us about Team, and you're a T-Mobile Sprint guy, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, and this one laid on us. This one actually has me excited because, and we have a local T-Mobile Sprint store, so yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, I've been. It's no secret I've been a Sprint's customer for I think about two years, uh, a little over a year now. Yeah. Or more. And the one thing I told you guys when T-Mobile first took over was I'm not real impressed with their plans. Right. This is going to change it. Ooh. Yes. Joe's changing plans. Well, no, I'm not changing my plan yet. <laughs> I'm just saying I, I like the direction this is going. Right. So T-Mobile lowers price of its 5G unlimited wireless plans and boosts hotspot data allowance. Okay. That's always good. So their, their new, what they call the Magenta Max plan, priced the same as T-Mobile's current Magenta Plus plan, is which is what it's going to replace is going to be about $47 per line per month for three lines with auto pay taxes and fleet fees included for a limited time. The new plan includes unlimited 5g and 4g premium data, more hotspot data, 4k video streaming and a free Netflix subscription for each line. Nice. So a single line under the Magenta max will cost $85, but each additional line brings the price down to uh, with auto pay around $47 per potential line. So it's one of those, the more you get, the cheaper, better deal yeah, they yeah. can cut you. And how many gigs for the hotspot? Uh, I'm getting there. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I missed it. And this plan is also available for small businesses that can cover up to 12 employees. Really? Yes. So the new plan will include unlimited talk, text, data, 40 gig of hotspot of data, up from 20 on its current plan, and the improvement of 4K video from HD, plus free scan blocking and caller ID. Hmm. Which I'm really tickled with this, because this is almost the same plan that I have when I was a Sprint customer. The only difference is, is we had the unlimited talk, text, and data, but Cena and I each had 50 gig of hotspot, not 40. And we had... Uh, Title and Hulu yeah. instead of Netflix. Hmm. But still, 
I mean, this is this is a great step in the direction of T-Mobile. So I am, I'm excited. Forty gigs a hotspot. Now, what if you get it? Does it say anything about like if you get the little hotspot box? No, I I'm going to assume that this is. That doesn't include that. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's because I know that, that's gig. a big issue right now, especially with um, all the kids doing the Remote virtual learning, learning and yeah. everything. If you don't have internet service, like Suddenlink, like at my house, I don't have it. Like Suddenlink does not come to my house, which is crazy. I'm on a main road, right? Um, or if you know, I'm here in West Virginia, you live up a holler somewhere, you might not have access to that, right? To high speed internet, then the hotspot's your next best bet, or satellite. Yeah, and satellites rough as well, but right. you know, hotspots usually the cheaper ver- cheaper way out, but right. it doesn't more li- reliable as well. Yeah, but it doesn't uh, include enough gigs to do everything you'd want to do, especially right. if you got a kid that wants to play video games or whatever the case may be. Right, and and actually, uh, as you guys know, I'm part of the Roan County Broadband yeah committee. Yeah, yeah, and this is one of the big. You got to get to work, Joe. You don't have internet yourself. Oh, I know. But it it's in process, <laughs> yeah. and I could go on a tangent and tell you, give you an update on all that. But that's for totally folks that aren't familiar with West Virginia. It's in process for the last fifteen, twenty years. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I, I I blame the state officials, our legislature, just because they gave so much money to Frontier and Verizon. I think it's Frontier originally to put in fiber optics everywhere, and it just never got done. Well, that was on Frontier. Well, the legislators gave them money and didn't. Right didn't uh, follow up which is why so so i mean yeah it's on frontier but our legislators did not follow up okay so so you're turning down this road so we might as well just go all right go ahead lay it on me joe so we have a facebook page it's the roan county and don't get me wrong our our roan county broadband committee i remember when it was matt erb and uh lisa massinio lisa massinio uh john norman oh shoot there's another guy who's in there. Huh. Anyway, the three or four folks, they have continually lobbied and pushed to get broadband here in a couple of counties, Roan, Clay, Calhoun, Wirt, and uh, have just worked their tails off. Right. But it's just, you're, it's such an uphill battle because there's no teeth at the legislative level. They just keep giving subsidiaries to these fiber optic companies and they don't make them actually follow through. Right. So, I, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Yes. Yeah, so, so back in December, and, and the committee we're on is the Rome County Broadband Enhancement Council. And basically, well, it's just a group of people, uh, individuals and, and companies coming together to try to get broadband into Rome County. So, actually, there is some good news on that. Uh, back in December, there was an auction. The the FCC, the government, held an what they called an RDOF, or Roll Digital Opportunity Fund, auction. It was a reverse auction, and companies would submit the lowest bid on buying an area, an area to bring broadband in. Yeah. And if they would, if they won that auction, the government would help fund that area. So luckily, in Roan County, and if you go on the Roan County. Uh, Broadband Enhancement Council's Facebook page. We actually have the picture of the maps of what all won in Roan County. The the parts that look like just the map itself, those are cons- areas that's already considered by the FCC as taken care of. Right. Which... Am I in that area by chance? 
Are you in that area? <laughs> no, uh, Yes and no, but but here's here's the issue. So this this opens up a whole other can of worms, and this is based off of what the government's federal government and FCC regulations say. So our job is to ensure that everybody in Rome County has broadband access, not just what the government says. So luckily. In Rome County, CityNet won a huge chunk, and I'll show you guys here. So here's Rome County, and see all this mustard yellow? Yep. CityNet won those areas. Really? Yes, which is a good thing because, see that ugly little red blotch at the bottom of the county? Yeah. That's Frontier. <laughs> but, so, as you were discussing, Frontier is the same as useless. Yeah, that, that's the crazy part. Now, they've already robbed the state. Yeah. And, it, and I don't blame the local workers. Our local workers work their tails off with yeah, what they got. It's at the federal level, and it streams down to the state level. And then, you know, Frontiers Administration, if they're listening, please, please do your job. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. You know, our local technicians, Oh yeah, they're just, they've are they been dealt bad hands. So they play oh, yeah. the best hand you got, and they're going, um. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so they're catching grief, and, and they're just... They're basically the messenger. They're the middleman, and yeah, yeah, they're the one catching all the grief. So anyway, so luckily, when I talked about it a couple of weeks ago of uh, Shelley Moore Capito working with the FCC, saying don't give Frontier a dime of this; they'll just waste the money, and you'll never get anything out of it. Yep, she was part of the first group that gave them money and didn't get anything out of it. Yeah, and she's finally realized now, going, hmm. So, so she's saying don't give them a dime. They filed for bankruptcy. They they have done nothing but waste away all the money that they've ever gotten, so don't give them a dime. So luckily, she's actually on board with this. So we're anxious to see where all that falls out, but with CityNet buying into the county, that's actually going to help speed up the process because CityNet uh, is going to have a certain time period. And like I said, we don't at this point, we don't have an exact timeline of how much time it is before you start seeing people getting wired up but uh, it's it's coming and it's in process so our job is not so much with this RDOF but one of the main goals we was trying to look into was if as a committee if we was going to actually start uh, coming into an agreement with a company to bring internet into the area they was going to have to sign a agreement saying, okay, if you come to this area, you're going to have to meet these requirements. And if you draw a circle on the map that says, okay, we're going to cover every house in this area, guess what? You better cover every area in that, lo that house in that area. Because here's what the FCC requires. They require the internet service providers to map out the areas that they cover. They right. have, and literally all they have to do is if they have one house, and what they do, they base it off census blocks. So if they have one house in a census block that they serve, that whole care, that whole area is considered served. Wow. Yeah. So that's why <sighs> we're screaming that those maps are bull, and at the federal level, people like Shelley Moore Capital are going saying, "Hey, these maps are bull," and Joe Manchin's saying these maps are bull, and. And that's why you always see people asking to submit your speed test yeah, yeah. to help prove, saying, hey, 
these these maps are bunk. They don't they aren't worth anything. These internet providers are feeding you lies. Here's where the internet starts. Here's where it stops, and they say it keeps going. It doesn't. Huh. So CityNet, they would be doing uh, fiber optic. Yeah, what well, they? Uh, I can't. Like I said, I'm this this part here is purely on my assumption. Mm-hmm. But in the uh, the way the trends are going, everybody's running fiber. Fiber is the way to go. So. CityNet will more than likely just start running a fiber line, and the way the map looks, since they've pretty much covered Rome County, it'll probably either it'll start on one end and come through. It looks like it's gonna come up 119, and on both ends of 33 and 14 as well. Is that an underground wire? Or? Um, I think it all depends on what kind of deals or agreements they have on the telephone poles. The utility poles. That's crazy to me too. I don't understand why we're not running electric line underground. Well, that was just out of left field. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the whole storm and lines getting knocked down, people without power for weeks on end. Yeah, I just read a story that West Virginia leads the nation in lingering power outages after ice storms. Oh, it's everywhere. I just mean, you know, it'd be so. I hate to say it, but they dig up water line all the time. You know, they're always putting in drains along the roads and stuff. Why not just bike to bullet and start laying the power underground? And I've I've seen it over at Ripley. Um, the city of Ripley, when they did their streetscape project, they put all their city electric lines underground. So no more telephone poles or electric wires in the city of Ripley. And it looks fantastic. You know, you go into other small towns and you got wires running everywhere. So next time you guys drive through Spencer, just take a look at how many electric lines are running everywhere. Yeah, I can. I it's can crazy. Picture, yeah, and uh, you yeah. know, and Ripley did a really good job. They took advantage of that streetscape project to you do know, that. I, I've not given it much thought, but yeah, if you go through Ripley, you don't, see, or at least on the 33 right into Ripley there. Nope, no power lines. Yeah, you don't see any. That I never gave that a thought. Yeah, and then you think about all the times that power goes out because you know trees fall on it yeah and all the work they have to do to clear it and all the work they have to do to clear the trees and clear the brush off of it it's crazy yeah crazy amount of time and money and i know somebody somewhere just saying just keep pushing it down the road push it down the road but man you know bite the bullet take care of it city net that's a a name i hadn't heard in a long time yeah it's a i didn't realize they were still around yeah they uh I think they still do a lot of work in Charleston and, and based out of the areas like that. But uh, I think yeah. we like they used to do like dial up back in the day, didn't they? Yeah, okay. yeah. And then they actually moved into DSL and stuff like that. And but the problem with a lot of that, I think a lot of that they got out of because they could offer the service, but if they didn't own the lines, you still fall back into Frontier's lap. Yeah. So that that's a whole other separate issue that. You know, you can buy your internet service through any company, but if Frontier owns that copper line coming into your residence, guess what? You still have to deal with Frontier regardless <laughs> of who you pay your bill to. But luckily, CityNet will own the fiber lines, and I have not heard as half as much bad press, or I haven't even heard a minuscule amount of bad press on CityNet as I have Frontier. So I'm excited to see what happens. Well, how- how this pans out, both as a member of the broadband committee mm-hmm. and as well as yeah. per, a person that direly needs. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy broadband. that you and I live along a main route. 
I can see the pole where Suddenlink ends. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I called him. I called him probably a month ago. and was like, hey, you know, how do I get on? And then the lady's like, yeah, it's not possible. I was like, how is it not possible? We live in a day and an age when we just landed a Mars rover, and we're getting pictures back in like three hours. Yeah. But I can't get Suddenlink from a pole that I can see, yeah. literally see from my porch. And it's not like see it two miles away. It's like 100 yards. Yeah. And that's not possible. I guess crazy. Well, they told me, they said, yeah, we could do it for 39000 I was like, you know, for me, you're not doing it for 39000 That's bunk, too. I mean, there's already... Well, they got to run fiber. It'd be a new fiber run. Yeah, but so. still. But well, here's the real 000. kicker. When Sprint ran uh, their fiber line, yeah. they put a junction box right on my neighbor's pole, uh-huh. and I can see the junction box. Uh-huh. And so now when I call suddenly, because according to their website, I can have service. So I signed up, and they come out... And they'll look at that pole and look at that junction box and then come up and say, no, we can't tap into that because Sprint paid for that. Oh, boy. Well, then update your website and stop telling me you can give me the service or I will go on your website every month and sign up for the service just so you come out here and waste, <laughs> so I can waste your time because you're wasting mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Craziness. And so you would take, like, a main line and run it, like, all the way through the county and then just branch off from there with... Yeah, like basic junction boxes. Or? Yeah, basically like how electric, basically same thing as like electricity. Mm-hmm. Now, like Google, uh, when they started putting in fiber optic, they ran fiber to people's houses. Like they dig a trench in your yard, and and that is like the ideal situation to just have fiber piped right into your house. I mean, there because there's literally no no bottleneck, no breakdown. It just there. Mm-hmm. So. And what a lot of companies are doing is when they bring in fiber optic, if they upgrade your uh, internet to the fiber optic stuff, they'll cut your copper phone line and then make you use uh, fiber because uh, there's no money in uh, copper anymore. So the yeah. telecom companies are losing money hand over fist on copper and they're trying to move everything to fiber. Huh. Interesting. So I like how you led us down this rabbit hole when you were talking about T-Mobile. Yeah. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Yeah. I, I think you want to kind of... No, no. Grab the steering wheel and said, let's go this way. And I said, I, okay. And I don't Justin, recall any of that. And Justin was just along for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Justin, where are you at on this one, buddy? You're supposed to keep us on track. I was just trying to find the thread and get back, but I couldn't. Like, where did we start? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, for your third update, you got a little update about Microsoft Office. Yes. I don't know if it's little or not, but an update about Microsoft Office. Yes, so Microsoft Office 2021 is coming later this year. So if you're wanting the latest version of Microsoft Office, it's coming. It'll be released later this year for both Windows and Mac. Huh. So uh, Microsoft confirmed it will launch Office 2021, the latest version of its productivity suite, productivity suite of apps of Word, Word, Excel, and others later this year for personal and small business use. When's the last time? What's the last year they had? 2019. So it actually surprised me. Cena and I had this discussion last night that they typically go every three years. Yeah. So why they're doing two years, I don't know. Huh. I don't even know what version we're using. Uh, I I do know, but I won't say it on the air. Yeah. Just for... Because it's so old? Well, I think it's still... Well, hold on. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I, I don't... It's not 19. I know that. Uh, Interesting. But um, so I wonder how much it'll change up. How much the 
frustration okay. it'll cause. Me. Hold on, let's go back to the actual year. Okay, I wonder so how much conversation they had where they said, "Hey, let's avoid 2020 at all costs." Exactly. <laughs> there is no way we can name this train yeah. wreck of 2020 into yeah. computer software. Okay, yeah. so you're still under security. So yeah, you're using Office 2013. Oh so, gosh, that's what I thought. But you're still under. Uh, patch updates and all that, uh, security patch updates till 2023. So you're good. Okay. So I won't have to preach at you, and you got two more years before I start jumping up and down screaming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, Microsoft they will support said they will support Office 2021 for five years under the one-time purchase model where owners can pay a single one-time cost for the software. Well, hold on. Let me go back. Okay. So we're under 2013. Do we get all the updates? Like, is it updated to 2019, I guess? No. No, because you don't have Office 365. Okay. So you get the security updates, but you don't get the... Feature updates. Yes. Am I missing out? What am I missing, Joe? More bells and whistles. Okay. Yeah. So nothing. Basically. Okay. My IT guy doing work. Now, see, we have Office 365. We absolutely love it. Really? Yes. What's the difference? What do you love about it that's different than like what we have? Uh, the cost isn't that bad. I yeah. Mean, we signed up under the old plan, so it's like $8 a month. Right. And anytime there's a new version, so when 2021 comes out, I don't have to go buy another license. Mm -hmm. I just click download, and it downloads. So we have that, plus we have a terabyte of cloud storage with OneDrive, so we can actually sync files back and forth and absolutely love that. Nice. Okay. But, well, the main, the main reason we did that was just from a cost factor because Cena and I, we was, at the time, we was both running Office 2010, and 2010 was reaching into life, so there was no longer going to support it. And to upgrade, at the time, we had like three laptops, or three computers, no, four computers to upgrade, and at $250 a pop, that adds up real quick. Like, so I, I was sitting there doing the math. I said, well, if that cost, we could do Office 365, yeah, you're going to pay it every month, but it's going to be cheaper in the long run. So when any time a new version comes out, I don't have to buy the new version every time. So that was the main reason we went to it. Mm -hmm. I don't even think this computer has Microsoft. Probably not. Huh. Well, this is Office. Fall under Office. Nope, it's trying to get me to buy it. Yep. Yeah. Recording studio computer doesn't need it, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> Right. That's why I didn't load it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Fine. Be that way. Okay. So, new version of Office is down, coming on its way. <laughs> and skip 2020 no matter what. Exactly. We don't even talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. How? What kind of impact do you think that'll have? Uh, I mean, are you, with 365, you're going to download it as soon as it comes out, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. And just to see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'm I'm the IT guy. I have to do that yeah, just to see yeah. what happens. So when so I don't get blindsided of forty calls coming in and saying, "Hey, this doesn't work," because I've ran into that before with Windows updates. Uh, we had there was a Windows update. That's been probably a couple of years ago. It actually broke network share drives. Yeah. So I had one customer call and say, "Hey, I can't access the network," and looked, and sure enough, it was a network drive that went went offline, broken by it. The most recent update that installed the day before. Literally got that one fixed, hung up the phone, another customer called. Yeah, we can't access our network shares and looked and sure enough they had the same update. I said, Oh, so I looked like I knew what I was talking about. I said, Oh yeah, it's an update. Let me uninstall this update and it'll fix it. <laughs> uh -huh, nice. 
Okay. Well, we covered a lot of ground here. We did, and a lot of what we went and planned for, but that's the way we do this show. Yeah, yeah, and that's, it's funny, because, you know, we always talk about looking out for consumers and, uh, you know, shopping local and all that good jazz that comes with that, uh, and I don't, what in your mind, how much of an impact is having local business had for you during COVID? Because I know a lot of people shop Amazon, right. you know, Walmart, you can order from Walmart online now, and I'm sure that's impacted their businesses in a major way. Right. Has it affected you as a small business? Actually, now when, when COVID first started, it got scary because, you know, there was too many question marks where there should be periods. But as things started opening back up and people started getting a little more comfortable, we started picking picking back up steam and and was actually get back to about just about as busy as we was beforehand. Um, but our biggest issue through through all of COVID was availability of yeah. stuff. Oh I yeah, mean, not just parts for repairs, but just inventory in general and for any kind of project. You know, when COVID first started, all these big companies were sending their employees home with a laptop. So that was that was a perfect storm of of mess because when COVID hit, all the manufacturers hadn't got their new inventory in yet. So from November to the end of December, the manufacturers always do a year in clearance to get rid of all years last year's inventory. COVID hits China January. China shuts down their factories down to half staff. And then that's where we used to talking about, you know, it was going to take weeks to get an iPhone in. Yeah. So manufacturers hadn't had time to get their new laptops in or whatever. Then March, boom, COVID hits here. Everybody, so we're limited on inventory already. And everybody's just grabbing what they can. And there was, I had at least two customers that waited almost two months to get a laptop in. I remember when webcams were hard to find. Oh, yeah. I checked last week last week is the first time since all this started that I was actually on one of my distributors websites and they actually had like 70 of the Logitech webcams installed wow. that's the first time because yeah. I because I ordered four the week every, excuse me everything shut down I got two in August one in September and one in December. That's a crazy deal. Yeah. I mean, I understand how it all works. I remember that show. We were talking about it, and that's back when we still had students here. Yeah. And you were talking about the panic because people were going to have to wait two and three weeks to get their new cell phone. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I think it's going to get worse. And I was like, ah, we'll see. <laughs> By golly. What a good call, Joe. Yeah, that's when you started calling me Joe the Prophet, and I just yeah. kind of laughed, and it's like, oh, what? And it was funny when I started moving our old shows over to our new platform, Anchor.fm. Yeah. I was listening to a couple of them as I was doing it, and I was like, holy cow, I had no idea what I was talking about. Because <laughs> I, you know, it I didn't was, realize the extent. Yeah, because I was reading, because I was going back and listening to it. It's like, okay, yeah, I knew we talked about it like it was going to be bad, like it was going to be like weeks to get an iPhone in, but man, how ignorant were we? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I had no clue of how how bad it was going to yeah. be. How bad it was going to be. Hmm. Yeah, it's amazing how that stuff pans out. Hmm. What do you think will be next? You want to make a profit, Joe? Uh, 
call here? Not right now. <laughs> Justin, you got any ideas on what the next deal is going to be? In terms of shortages? or uh, Yeah, shortages in technology with the, the next thing people are going to look at. Because you said you're a big podcast guy. And I think podcasts are still growing, right? Oh, it's huge. So it's getting bigger. Yeah, everybody and their mother has one now, it seems like. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Is selectivity good or bad? Cream rises to the top, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, huh. so I think we're more Way like more the kernel. <laughs> we just wish to only get to the top. <laughs> yeah. What's the? What do you think the most popular podcast platform is? Well, see, that's at, that's kind of a loaded question because all of them have have shot up so fast. Just by our numbers of our on our viewership on our show, Spotify is the biggest. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, spot, our biggest audience is on Spotify. Which is crazy because I, th- I thought it would be like Apple or Google, but yeah. Spotify is just blowing it all out of water. Hmm. Yeah, I always just use the Apple default So, Apple. okay. They're saying, here you go, 15 best, and this is just me Googling it. Uh, let me get to the list. All right, top picks. Buzzsprout, which I've never even heard of. No. Spreaker, like speaker, but with an R in there. Nope. Transistor, Podbean, Simplecast, Captivate, Castos, Podcastics, Fusebox, and Audio Boom. I've heard a couple. I've never heard of any of those. I've heard a couple of those only because some of our listeners actually listen on those platforms that show up on our analytics. Yeah. But until then, I hadn't heard of them. Huh. Yeah, it says Buzzsprout, been in business since 2009. Has over a hundred thousand podcasters, and they have a totally free plan with unlimited team member accounts. Huh? You can embed a podcast player right in your website. Ooh. Hmm. Well, I have to say, I'm I'm completely impressed, and we could probably do an episode on it, and review it, uh, our Anchor.fm. Yeah. It says you can uh, easily add episode chapter markers. So the free plan, you can upload two hours each month. Okay. We'd blow right through that. Yeah. $12 a month, you get three hours a month. $18 gets you six hours. $24 gets you 12 hours. Okay. As far as I know, Anchor doesn't charge us anything. I mean, as far as I found, I loaded, I moved every episode we ever had on over to Anchor, and so far never have hit a, you've reached your limit for the month or whatever. Yeah. Oh, okay, this is why Anchor is actually owned by Spotify. Ah. So that explains why Spotify's our biggest audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice, okay. Let's see, oh, oh, let's see where we are. Most popular podcasts. Anybody want to guess the most popular podcast? You guys know anything it about it? It was Adam Carolla at one time, but I don't know if he's still on top or not. By uh, Rogan. Yeah, Seth the Rogan Daily right. is number one by New York Times. Mm-hmm. NPR News Now, number two. Up first by NPR's number three. Then Ben Shapiro, number four. Mm-hmm. Stuff You Should Know 5, Dateline, NBC 6, The American Life, or This American Life, Don, or Dan 
Bongio, Bongio, CNN, NPR Politics, Pardon My Take. Yeah. Ah, wait, wait, don't tell me. I kind of remember that. Mm-hmm. Man, NPR has got a bunch. Yeah. So Edison Research, the leading podcast research organization for over 15 years, uh, said in 2020 that number one podcast was the Joe Rogan Experience. Huh. This is uh, top podcasts by U.S. audiences, January 2021. Okay, well, this was overall for the year 2020. Yeah. Hmm. NPR has six of the top 20. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. They've been practicing that that sort of format for however long, 30 years or something, 40. Yeah, yeah. That's an easy, easy deal for them. Nice. Okay. Why are we not in the top 20, boys? Apparently, we just haven't hit our vibe yet. Well, they say the first thousand's uh, the hardest to get, so so we're getting there. Yep. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, you got a product review for us. Yes, I do. Let's jump right into it. Okay. So, last week, I covered the Wise Lock. Right. So this week I'm going to cover the accessory that you can buy for your Wise Lock called the Wise Lock keypad. Yeah, and you can bundle these for about 118 bucks from Wise. Yes. Or I already pulled it up and looked at it for but you. But now I, I got a better deal. I found it on Black Friday and got both for 100 bucks. So Ooh, nice. Yeah. That's the reason I got it. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any of those for sale? No, I do not. You're not Oh, that's right. You're not a Wise distributor yet. No, they won't let that. They I haven't found a way to get in. I get my foot in the door yet yet. I'm dying to do so. So, Wise, here we go again. This is free publicity. Okay, so the Wise Lock keypad. Yeah. As Dave said, it's going to be. It costs around twenty bucks. Well, hold on. Let's go back. So the lock was last week, and yes. just in case people didn't catch that one, um, you gave it a pretty good rating, right? Four point five. Yeah, I gave it four stars. Yeah. Yeah, four stars. Okay. Yeah. So four stars. So really good rating from you. That's yeah. You're a pretty that, tough critic. And and I think that was our lowest Wise rating so yep. far. So tell you how, and we rate on a five star scale. So if anybody's going to well, four is not really high. Four out of five is. Yeah, yeah. Especially for you because you're a tech guy and you're very critical of tech stuff. Right. And uh, yeah, so four four on your books is like high quality. Exactly. So all right. So this is the keypad that goes with that lock. So this keypad it is 100% wire free. Yeah. So there's no wires you have to do. It has one touch lock. So when you leave, you it actually has a button that you can just push that it'll automatically lock the door for you. And here's what I really like. It has, you can use, with the app on your phone, you can use time-based guest codes. So you can create and share codes with family, friends, or contractors, configure them to work on different days at different times. And that's where it works with your phone. You'll get notified because uh, Cena and I, we have our own codes. My mom and dad have their own code. And Bethany, who works for us, she has her own code as well. And I can configure them to say, you know, only mom and dad's allowed in, you know, these certain days at these certain times or whatever. And you can actually create like a one-time use to code. So if Justin comes out and needs to pick something up at the office, I can just text him and say, hey, hey, use this code. He unlocks the door, takes care of business, leaves. And as soon as he shuts that door back, his code's no longer valid. How many numbers are in a code usually? Uh, you can, I think it said up to eight, I think. 
But here, here's where it's really cool. You can have it uses a secure code entry. So it, let's say you and I go up to the office and I don't want you to know what my code is. I can actually punch in numbers before and after my actual code and it go, still lets me in and you don't know what my code is. Hmm. So, so my, you can do random numbers, but as long as you hit the right code in sequence, it'll... Right. So let's say my code is one, two, three, four, which it's not. Uh-huh. I could put zero, 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 one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Hit unlock. The door unlocks. And Justin's going, how in the world do you remember that whole, that long password? <laughs> and I just say, I'm that good. <laughs> yeah. Or you, or you could just use your, your phone also. It's not, yeah. you can use either one at any yeah. time. Yeah. So it's LED back. It has an LED backlight. So when you walk up to it, you can actually push a button and actually see the buttons light up at night. And it's weatherproof. It is the WiseLock keypad is IPX5 weather related, which means it's built to withstand the elements. Now on the Wise website, I looked on their forum here, and a guy actually took one of the outdoor outlets. Okay. That has the flip up cover. Yes, I and saw he, he that. embedded it inside that to protect it and keep it. Yeah, add an extra layer of protection. And you, and you wouldn't even notice that was a keypad to get in the door. Yeah, it just looked like a regular, like an outdoor outlet. Outlet, yeah. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, oh, that's amazing. That is yeah. awesome. I saw that last night while I was uh, working on working on notes for the show. And as soon as I seen it, I was like, oh, that, that is perfect. That's Well, and one of the things that I thought about and what I liked about this was I was like, what would keep someone from coming along and just jerking it off your wall and taking it? Even if they couldn't use it necessarily. Yeah, just to be a jerk. Yeah. And this this guy said this is how he's protecting that. Yeah, how, he, how he's remedying that. Because anybody walk up to it go, oh, he just has a mm-hmm. electric outlet high up on his wall and just leave it at that. Yep. What kind of batteries does it use? Uh, double A. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's two double A it takes. So, okay. And I'm sure you're going to get into this, but tell us a little bit more about the details. What? Battery life, stuff like that. Okay, so I used, you know, last week I said that the lock, the batteries that came with the lock didn't last hardly any time, the, the batteries out of the package. This, the keypad, uses even less battery power, so I used the batteries that came with the keypad, and that was in December, beginning of December, and here we are almost right at the end of February and I'm still using those original batteries and this has gone through you know two ice storms and sting or two sto- snowstorms and ice storms stuff like that that the cold temperatures should have drained that battery and it's still going strong huh yeah that's pretty handy being able to create a one-time use thing when you're away you know just saves the whole actually giving a physical key to someone or Oh yeah, yeah. Have to actually go let somebody in. Yeah, because when uh, when I set it up, I told Cena I said text Bethany and ask her what she wants her code to be. So Bethany just texted her code back, and I put it in the system. I said, okay, you're ready to go. So next time she came to the office, she unlocked the door, and my phone went off immediately. It said Bethany has unlocked the door. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and I have you know in my house I have one of the keypad doorknobs yeah and those are awesome oh yeah but you can't do anything from your phone if you want to 
change it you got to enter the whole code which i had i for, didn't know it so i had to take it apart last time i <laughs> wanted to change it and get that serial number of code so that i could enter it in to change a code right so it's a real pain being able to do this on your phone is awesome so all right well joe i think you should uh you know supply justin and i with these and we'll try them out and we'll do our own product review well i'd be more than happy to supply the the these because you have to have the lock board to work well uh, you know the it comes in a bundle so you know you can bundle this up man Okay, we'll get the get the information from Cena, and we'll get you taken oh, care of. Oh, man, <laughs> Cena. Joe yeah. the Bundler, we yeah. call him. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to call Cena and say, Joe said this is okay. Now she's going she's to call you out on that because she knows better. Yeah, I know. <laughs> huh. Okay. All right, you want to start out with pros? Yeah, the pros. The price, 20 bucks. Like I said, I lucked out and got it on Black Friday, but still, the 20 bucks is definitely worth it. Well, and that's if you've already paid for the lock. Yeah. So. Yeah, this thing has has stopped me from having to take the key office keys with me and lose it along the way because I am the world's worst about setting (laughs) something down and not having any idea where I set it down at. So this has saved me from getting in trouble a lot. Yeah. Okay. So, ease of use. Yeah, easy to install, easy to sync, easy to operate. And Uh, the backlit thing you said. Like, it doesn't sense your hand and light up. You actually have to push a button to get you, it to light up? Yeah, you just have to push a button. For They're it all to like any, that, yeah. Hit any button and it lights up? Yeah. Okay. Uh, guest codes. I love, love the guest code feature. The backlight, I love it. And the security code, the secure code entry, That is that was a big seller for me. Yeah. It's like, okay, so I could have somebody stand there with me. And they think yep. that they're... They're like, holy point. cow, he's got 15 digits. That or, or oh, well, I, I now know he's code. And they come yeah. back and try and say, nope. <laughs> huh. So I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Now, when you enter your code, how long does it stay in lock for? Does it lock back automatically? Uh, <coughs> mine, I have mine to auto lock as soon as you shut the door. So. Okay. It'll unlock, and then when you open the door and you walk in, as soon as you shut that door, it, it locks automates. back immediately. Yeah, because like on mine, you enter the code and you get like four seconds. Yeah. And if you didn't open a door, like you're carrying groceries, <laughs> and you hit the number, and then you got to stumble and then try to open the door, and then it locks back on you, it's a real pain. Yeah. Okay, nice. Now, this one, I do notice that it does require you to, as soon as you unlock it, to open the door within a few seconds, because then it will start beeping at you, right. saying... The door's ajar. There's something going on with the door. So, yeah, it, it does do that because yeah. it was doing that last week. Yeah, but it stays unlocked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but it be Mine locks you. back. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll stay unlocked until you actually open it and yeah. close the door. Okay. Good. All right. And that's two pros. What else you got? I know you got more. Well, that that was my whole list. That's the, it? The, the easy to install. Well, you got to think, Dave. That this thing doesn't they have a lot of bells and whistles. So. Yeah, it's true. Okay. So the features, the, the install, the, the the bells and whistles with it, I mean. Yeah. Okay. So one con, and this was, I had to scrape the bottom of the barrel of this. Really? I had, I I went on Wise website to try to find any cons, and the only cons were people had cons with the lock, so that had nothing to do with the keypad. Same thing on Amazon. My only con, and this was just a very minor annoyance, because it's not something I'm going to fool with a lot was when I mounted the mounting bracket to the wall, I had a little trouble getting 
the lock to slide into place on the mount. Now, once I got it slid on there, it yeah. stayed and hasn't moved since. I had a little difficulty trying to get that to slide in in place when I first installed it, but that was a minor inconvenience. So I can't really, I'm not putting a lot of weight on that. The only reason I put that on the list is because literally that's the only con and I don't like doing product reviews that don't have any cons. Yeah. So when it's on the mount, I mean, if somebody wanted to be mean, could they literally just slide it off the mount and take it? Yeah. Okay. But at that point, it's one of those, why would yeah. you? I mean, other than just being a jerk. Yeah. I mean, there's literally no benefits. It's not like I, it's not like a garage door opener where I could take this and, hey, I could go to the next town over and find somebody with a wise lock and use it with that because it's not synced with their system. So it's, yeah. Yeah. it's kind of fruitless. But mm -hmm. we also live in a society that people do stuff like that just to say, hey, I stole this <laughs> keypad. Okay. But as far as like build quality, I mean, it's tough. You think it's it's gonna last? It's oh yeah. I mean, it's it, a solid little piece of yeah. It, it's a it's a it's solid. It the buttons do they kind of press in? Do they have a feel to them or is it? Yeah, they're they're uh, like a rubber button and and you can, you feel can it press in. Yeah, you can bit. actually feel it press in mm -hmm. and it'll actually make a beeping noise when you press. There was uh, I, I did see one person online complain about the beeping noise. They said, now when I go in my house, my neighbors know that I go in my house because they can hear the beep. I'm like, eh. Now you're just trying to find stuff to complain about. <laughs> yeah, you think with it being so smart, though, maybe that would be an option to be able to disable that. If you right. Want. That might be yeah. a nice feature. But I was like, eh, that's... That'll add to the cost. I mean, for 20 bucks, holy yeah. cow. Yeah. I always, I'm amazed, you know, how many moving parts does this thing have and a computer in it and everything else that goes on? 20 bucks yet you know you scratch or tear up the bumper on your car that's one molded piece of plastic and it's yeah. like 900 exactly yeah and it's literally all it is it's just plastic it doesn't do anything yeah yeah doesn't have any computer in it doesn't have any function other than cover up your bumper and 900 bucks and then you know you got this piece of technology that has probably 900 parts and uh 20 bucks yeah so yeah some of that justin <laughs> You want to uh, add more stuff to it, and it's only twenty bucks. Yeah, I will say, uh, you know, out at the farm, once you put that keypad lock in, that just made everything so much. Oh yeah, those, those things are. Even I remember that was kind of peak COVID time, and we had a little. Took like a couple of weeks to get that lock in. I thought. Yeah, a it did. Bit of a back order on that. Well, I'm I'm picturing uh, I'm anticipating a five star review here. It sounds like really. Okay, so Dave, what do you think? I don't know. You're one con, but I, I agree with Jess. Not much of a con. So where, where do you think this is going to fall on the scale? Well, do you do like... Well, online it falls at a 4.3. Do you do like half stars and three-quarter stars? I have, I have done half stars before. Yeah. Yeah. Now, online, to be fair, is the lock and keypad combined. Right. And a lot of complaints with the lock. Right. Not a lot, but, you know, a lot right. of dings on the lock. Right. So uh, keypad, I mean, it, it's it's a simple accessory. Mm-hmm. But you start very, off with very easy to do, does what it says it's going to do. Very so. valuable. Yeah, extremely valuable. So how do you, you know, not? Okay, so lay it on us, Joe. Five-star rating. Justin got it, hit the nail on the head. Five a full five-star five Joe Seal. Not only five-star, but Joe Seal of approval. Nice. Yeah. Yep. So take that and a dollar and you get your cup of coffee on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Okay. 
Well, that's, you know, that's impressive. You don't hand out many of those in technology type uh no, but it, it does seem kind of funny that it's usually associated with a wise name. It does, well, you know, wiser hit. You know, there are companies out there doing good stuff. Yeah, that's what we like. And that's yes. what we like you to bring to us. Uh, awesome. I like so, it even better if you'd let me try one of these out. I need to lock in the keypad, by the way. Well, you know where they're at. Good luck trying to get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll start with the keypad. <laughs> it's easier. It's easier to and be get. like, hey Joe, I need a lock to go to this keypad. It'd be really good if they're already, you know, compatible, linked together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah interesting okay all right well show 51 my goodness if anybody has any questions and you got a lot of experience with wise products obviously and then microsoft office is you know in your toolkit there along with sprint you're a sprint customer joe so you got some background knowledge on that as well and spotify and yeah, that's kind of up in the air but if anybody has any questions on that stuff how do they get a hold of you you give us a call at our office at 304-927-3588. Check out our website at amdigitaltechnologies.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at amdigitaltech for all that. Or be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review of our podcast, Help Desk with Joe and Day. And we are on all the major podcast platforms hosted by Anchor.fm. Yeah, nice. And I can't encourage folks enough, uh, You know, even if you're not local here to us in West Virginia, uh, Joe will and Cena will mail order stuff out to you. So shop local, help out uh, local businesses here, keep them rolling. Yeah, we do it all the time. We have <clears> distributors <throat> that will ship straight to your door. Yeah, so take advantage of that. A&M Digital Technologies and, of course, Joe and Cena power all our stuff here at Patch, including this show and our other virtual shows and our virtual learning and all our office computers and all our site computers. So uh, they get five-star rating from me. Actually, I'm going to go four and a half. Joe, Cena <laughs> gets five. You get four and a half. I wouldn't expect anything less. <laughs> Just because if I, if Justin and I got more product reviews items from you, then you know it'd be a different story. But okay, I just hooked you up with a cell phone booster yeah, and this the is tablet true. screen enhancer, and I haven't set Justin up with poor Justin with anything. I yet. know he and, gets and nothing. You're only giving me a four and a half star. You're right. I'll give you four point eight. Okay. <laughs> Four and three quarters. Now I was gonna say now I would I would expect that Justin because I haven't hooked him up with anything. Yeah, yet, he gets so. nothing. Well, you know, new so, guy. He's a new know, guy. I, Justin, I would understand the the honest critique. A little bit you, of shine. I've, I've actually hooked you up. So yeah, this now. is true. This is true. All right. Well, that's our show for today. Help desk with Joe and uh, big thanks to Justin coming and joining us as well. Even though uh, Justin, you're not really fulfilling your end of the deal by keeping us on track. Mm -hmm. um, being the adult in the situation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I needed a, an assistant or something. <laughs> okay. I don't yeah. know. I think, just if you got a... job. I was going to say, I think if you you got a taser, that might... <laughs> One of those shot colors. Yeah. <laughs> that might help. That might, I, that might uh, yeah, keep us get, on track a little bit. You better. get a little warning beep, but then after that, you, yeah. you get buzzed. Then it's on. Yeah. Full full 10 setting, yeah. high voltage. Just let's go. Oh, boy. <laughs> Well, you've been listening to our podcast here, Help Desk with Joe. Thanks for tuning in. This is uh, Justin, myself, and Joe here in our patch offices in Spencer, West Virginia. And remember to shop local. Many thanks to A&M Digital Technologies and uh, all our local businesses here that help out. And we'll be back next week with show number 52. And uh, this is show 51. So we're making progress through these times. And uh, happy that 2021 is here. Uh, unfortunately, a little bit more of the same, but we'll get through it. So thanks for listening to our podcast, and uh, make sure you get our podcast everywhere you can. and Give them that rating and subscribe. And we'll be back with more next week, so tune it out. Everybody have a great week. And we'll see you then.